hard decision this morning to know which book to use. There's such good songs in both of them. 272.
Uh, we'll challenge ourselves, guys. 287. 287. Gonna need alto, tenor. We can do it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so basically this song is called uh, Thank God I Do, and it, like, the verses kind of talk about, like, even, like, throughout the hard times and all that, like, the, one of the verses says, like, how it's been a hard year, and, like, and, like, to get you through it, knowing God kind of helped you get through it. Um, and one thing I wanted to say is thank y'all for supporting me. Because this is my last Sunday here before I move off. And I ask that y'all pray for me because it's a little bit scary. And no one really tells you about that part when moving off. It's always like, I'm so excited. And all of a sudden, I'm scared. 
Um, but um, I've been looking at a church up there, and I just ask that y'all like pray for me that that will go well, like with me finding a church. Um, so, yeah.
special about her because of you. <coughs> and so, Lord, God, her each step of the way. We're letting Michaela know that we love her in times of yes, fear, in times of <coughs> uncertainty, in times of not quite knowing what to do. Lord, would you remind her that you're with her and that her church family loves her. It's behind her and support her all the way. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm so blessed. Oh, I've got to follow that. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're going to miss you. It seemed like yesterday when you and your family came and joined the church and uh, we've seen you develop into a beautiful young lady and you have been such a help to this church. Amen. We appreciate that. And uh, but that don't mean you can't come back and be with us every so Amen. Amen. What a blessing to be here this morning. Uh, looked at the weather when we left the house this morning around nine nine thirty. 
and uh, the bottom was falling out. It was thunder and lightning, the wind was blowing, and, and I, uh, it's always a pastor's worst nightmare is bad weather because you feel like nobody's going to come to church. But once again, we look, and I appreciate each and every one of you being here today, and, and uh, we love you. And, Hope that you've received a blessing thus far in this service. There's, uh, uh, we appreciate the devotion that Brother Roger uh, brought to us this morning and the Sunday school lesson uh, that Brother Ricky taught this morning. I told him uh, when he got done, I said, uh, I'm glad that was you teaching that and not me. Because uh, that is a, a tough scripture to, uh, uh, to teach on. But... Uh, I appreciate something he said that it's not blind faith that we go by. I've often said that if I couldn't feel something, if just going to church was the right thing to do, but I couldn't feel anything or didn't feel any different, that I wouldn't have much confidence or faith that I was getting anything out of it. But it's not a blind faith. It's a heartfelt thing. I remember Jesus told, I believe it was Thomas one time had made the comment when Jesus rose from the dead and several people had seen Jesus and Thomas was not in their presence when they saw him. And, and he made the bold statement, unless I see uh, the nail scars in his hands and put my hand into his hand, uh, I will not believe. That's just basically what he said. He put a challenge there. And uh, sometime later, uh, he saw Jesus and uh, he recognized him as his Lord and Savior. He said, my Lord, my God. And the Bible said that uh, Jesus told him, said, Thomas said, uh, you have seen and you believe but blessed are they that have not seen yet believe. Amen. So we're not going on blind faith today, but we're going by what we can feel down in our heart. I'm, I'm glad that God proves Himself time and time again. I'm glad that when my faith begins to get weak, begin uh, to get in a storm, that God reveals Himself and shows me that this is not in vain, but there's all a cause for it today. And I've learned that all things work for good for them that love the Lord, for them that are called according to His purpose. And that are things that we don't understand a lot of times, things that don't make sense to us. A lot of times I've learned just to put my faith and my trust in God uh, today. But I uh, appreciate everybody that's visiting today. I want you to make yourself at home. And we pray that the Spirit will make you feel uh, welcome today. Uh, and I always want to say this, whatever, if you're here today, whatever problem that you've got, I'm glad that we're serving a God today that can handle your problems today. He can handle mine, he can handle yours. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> if you're here today and you've never come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we would love for this to be the day for you to believe to the saving of your soul and all it takes is Him letting you know that, you're, that you've got a need in your life. If you're here today and you're down and out and discouraged, we live in a world of discouragement. We do. A lot of folks are, are discouraged in the day and time. And, we live. and if you base 
Uh, we've said this before, if you base your happiness on what you see around you, then, uh, then uh, most all the world's going to be depressed. Uh, uh, but I've got news for you today. If you're here today and you're down and out, depressed or discouraged, got good news. Jesus loves you. Today. Amen. He's got the answer to the problems you face Amen. today. Uh, a lot of folks feel like they're just too mean for God to do anything with. Don't you think that for one minute? God loves the vilest sinner. Amen. He does today. And uh, He's able to forgive. And uh, today I, I want to preach to us about the perfect example. And, and I, I thought about when people are trying to describe something, uh, and it don't matter what it is, if they're trying to describe it, maybe, maybe you're having a little trouble comprehending it, they'll say, uh, let me give you a perfect example. And, and, and that kind of helps us to have a, a better understanding of, uh, of uh, what goes on. I'm glad that uh, when I was taking tests, and uh, I'm glad that they always put an example up there at the top of the page because I wouldn't have known how to fill in one of those round circles if they hadn't have uh, said that you just pick the one that you think the answer is right and you darken that circle. And it said to make sure that you darken it all the way so the computer will, will uh, be able to scan it. But, but uh, I'm, I'm thankful today for examples that we have uh, uh, in life. But I won't. I want to preach to us just for a few minutes, don't feel like we'll be long, but just for a few minutes this morning on the perfect example uh, today. I'm talking about an example without blemish and without spot. Uh, uh, and and, and uh, if you'll turn in your Bibles to 1 Peter in the second chapter, I'd like to um, read the last few verses of, of the second chapter in 1 Peter. And... Uh, I believe I'll begin reading with the uh, 21st verse. It said, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. And I'd uh, like for you to look back on this 21st verse again, uh, where Peter here uh, is saying, leaving us an example uh, that you should follow his steps. And I, uh, the first thing that I want to say is, I appreciate it uh, when, when somebody says I'm striving to be Christ-like. I'm striving to be Christ-like because that's all that you and I can do today is strive to be like Him today. Uh, if we're looking to be perfect, uh, we're going to be well disappointed uh, in this life that we live. We, 
We look back in the Word of God and we see people like Job, uh, who the Bible uh, says feared God and shoot evil. And, and because it said uh, that he was perfect, uh, we think, well, here was a man uh, without sin. But the Bible teaches us uh, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. And so uh, that tells me uh, that every, uh, every person ever born into this world uh, uh, is sin. And that goes back, uh, as we were taught in the Sunday school lesson this morning, uh, that goes back to the Garden of Eden and what happened over there. So, uh, uh, so there's none perfect today. There's a lot of uh, folks today that do good. Uh, there's a lot of heroes uh, uh, in our, our life today that we can look to uh, uh, that have stayed close to God through trial and tribulations, through the good and the bad times. They've been tested and they stayed close to God. Uh, but I want to talk to you today about the one and only perfect example uh, today. The one that Peter I was speaking about here uh, when he talked about uh, the example that Jesus left uh, for us today. And uh, the four Gospels uh, uh, all through there uh, talks about uh, the miracles and the things that Jesus uh, did throughout uh, the short time that he walked on this earth, in case you don't know, uh, uh, he only lived 30 some odd years uh, on the face of this earth. But what he did in that amount of time is remarkable. We uh, begin to look and think about that. And uh, he only started doing those miracles after that he was uh, baptized. And so uh, we look at this and we think about uh, the, the perfect example today that we uh, look at in our lives today. The Bible said over in Mark, he said, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The first thing that you and I have to realize today uh, to follow this example of Christ is to realize that each and every one of us today has a cross to bear. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, I don't want a cross. Well, uh, that has nothing to do with it today. Uh, but you and I have a cross uh, to bear. I remember one time, a long time ago, I driving down the road and I saw a fella and he had this big cross made. And he had wheels put on the bottom of it and he had it across his shoulder and he was walking up the road with it. And, and I thought about this. That was an example of what Christ expects us to do today, how to take up our cross and to follow Him. We all have a cross to bear. Brother Andrew Oden loved to sing that uh, song, There is a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me today. So uh, to try to be and to follow His steps today, the first thing that we've got to realize is that life is not just a hunky-dory, a good time event. Uh, but you and I, if we're going to be followers of Christ, we have a cross that you and I have to bear today. Amen. Somebody said, Preacher, if i got to bear it by myself, that's the good news. You don't. Amen. Amen. He says, My grace is sufficient. Amen. The Apostle Paul, the Bible said, how that he went to the Lord and he prayed uh, numerous times for him to uh, uh, take away the thorn in the flesh. Amen. Uh, but God would not take it away. But he said, my grace is sufficient for you. So if you think your cross is too big for you uh, to tote, 
You just ask God and He'll give you the grace. I took hold it today. Amen. Amen. Right. Let each and every one of us have one to bear today. He goes on to say over in uh, Matthew, uh, Jesus began to teach us by examples. It's one thing uh, for me to say, you need to do that and you need to do this, but if I don't do it myself, amen, there's not much to me today. Uh, but Jesus, uh, as he told folks what they needed to do and how they needed to live, he demonstrated it in his own life. Amen. Amen. I remember one time somebody said, Preacher, how did Jesus ever get angry? The Bible teaches us that we can be angry and sin not today. And I remember reading in the scripture one time how when he come to the temple over there and they had done set up a yard sale. They are selling everything under you could probably just hear the cash register ringing. They are selling doves. They was exchanging money. Amen. And the Bible said how that Jesus came up there and he began to take their tables and begin to throw them out. He took the seats of the money changers and he threw them out. Amen. And he said, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. He gave us an example of how you and I can be angry about something and sin not today. Amen. I'm glad that he gave us the perfect example. Wouldn't it be something to try to go through life today? Life is complicated enough as it is. Wouldn't it be something to try to go through life without an example of how we're supposed to be? What our purpose is? What we're supposed to do? Amen. If we just thought that we were just a happenstance that just happened. But I'm glad today, we talked about the purpose a week or two ago. I'm glad today that he gave us a purpose and he left us an example to follow today. Everything that he did was by example. He faced so much more than I have ever faced or will ever face in my life. Yet he handled every problem. He handled everything. He amazed me that when people would try to trick him and back him into a corner, Sister Linda, and they would ask him questions trying to get him to stumble, trying to get him to contradict something that he said, amen. And, uh, and they would ask him, and he would turn right around and turn the question around and ask them. And he would have people walking off, scratching their head because they couldn't figure out. Amen. They couldn't uh, pin him up. They couldn't get him in a corner because he was God in the flesh, an all-knowing God, a man that uh, cannot be confused. And he became our perfect example today. Uh, and boy, I'm glad of that. I'm glad of that. <laughs> I remember one time when uh, Jesus uh, was there and, and uh, Judas had already made pact with uh, the priest and, and uh, the soldiers there. And uh, uh, he said for a certain amount of money, 30 pieces of silver, I uh, said, so I'll let you know where Jesus is at. I'll take you right to him. And when we get up there, there won't be no confusion about who he is because his disciples are going to be around him. But he said, the one that I go up and kiss, uh, that's the one that you're looking for. Amen. And the Bible teaches us uh, that Judas came up there uh, and he kissed Jesus. Uh, 
Amen. And then they reached out. How the chief priest and the soldiers. And they reached out to take him. And Peter, thinking he was doing God a favor, amen, took his sword. And the Bible said that he cut off one of the ears of the, of the servant of the priest. Amen. And the Bible teaches us that Jesus I took. I'm talking about an example today of somebody who shows love and who shows mercy. He rebuked Peter. Amen. He said, you don't think I could pray to the Father and he would have sent me 12 legions of angels. And he picked that ear up. And by his miraculous miracle working way he fastened that ear right back where it was and I don't believe you saw a stitch mark in it. Amen. Examples of love today. When, when I would have been so glad that somebody would care enough about me to, to take up for me Jesus knew that these things had to come to pass in order for you and I to have life and have it more abundantly. That's the only way it could have been done. Certainly Jesus could have called and stopped all that thing. And we would have been lost and undone, dying in our sins, headed for a devil's hell. But because of what he did, because of the example that he left, amen, we've got life and we have it more abundantly today. And I'm, I'm sure glad of that as we uh, begin to look around one of the greatest examples is the example of humility that Jesus gave. And, and, and once a year uh, here at Liberty Hill, uh, uh, we, we, uh, uh, we, we do this in remembrance of him. And we have our communion and our foot washing. And, and the Bible said that, uh, and don't you understand, uh, we kind of know when we come together for communion, we kind of know what we're going to be doing. We sort of have it planned out in our mind of what we're going to do. The deacons make sure they have everything uh, prepared. And, 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 but I want you to understand that this Last Supper over there, those disciples didn't have a clue what was fixing to happen. Amen. And the Bible said that Jesus... He took off his garment, he girded himself, and he began to wash the disciples' feet. Amen. And he said, I'm giving you an example. As I have washed your feet, he said, you wash one another's feet. I'm so glad today, Brother God, for the example of Jesus Christ left for us today, and no wonder that when we get down on our knees and we begin to wash our brother's feet and the sisters wash the sister's feet, no wonder that brings such an humbleness down in our heart because of the example that he set. I'm glad today that when Jesus walked on this earth, he wasn't one that says, do as I do, not, or do as I say, not as I do, but he gave examples of what we should be and how we should live. How that when we face adverse uh, situations in life, and every one of us are going to face them today. Maybe you've already faced uh, a lot of them in your life. That he gave us examples of how to handle that. I remember there was a time, and maybe it's still popular, folks would wear a little band on their wrist. 
And he said, what would Jesus do? And it was to remind them that any time they got into a, 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 a decision in life, they could look at it and think, what would Jesus do? Now, what do I need to do? But I'd like to have that implanted in my heart today and to know that uh, whatever I'm faced with uh, in life, whatever fears that I have, that I can look to the perfect example of Jesus Christ and see what He would do, and He'll tell us exactly what you and I need to do today. Amen. Boy, I'm glad. I'm glad of that. I'm glad of the example that He left. Peter was trying to uh, get across to him over here. Uh, he, he said, leaving us an example uh, today. And, and I'm glad that it's not old news that uh, just comes around and then goes away. Uh, but I'm glad today that I'm as, still as excited or more excited about Jesus Christ than I was yesterday. Amen. I find out, Brother Chris, the older I get and the closer I get to home, amen, the sweeter he becomes, the more real he becomes, the more dependent I become uh, to him. This should be a progressive thing in our life. It shouldn't be something that we get saved and then get further away from him, but from the time that we come to believe Jesus Christ as our Savior and accept him into our heart and to make it, let him abide there in our hearts, it should be a progressive thing. Amen. If I live to be one day older by tomorrow, I should be closer to it than I am today. Amen. I don't always feel like I'm on the mountaintop. I know that I've got His presence and His example there with me. Case after case of the examples that Jesus left. In this scripture, it teaches us that Jesus distinguished himself from the priest under the Levitical priesthood. When they offered a sacrifice to God, they took a certain animal without blemish. We know there was all kind of rules and regulations about what they would send up. And they sacrificed that animal and the blood of that animal was on the altar there of sacrifice. But Jesus being different from the Levites over there, he offered his own blood and gave his own blood for a supreme sacrifice today. We could look around and try to find the perfect sacrifice and on this earth you couldn't find it. You, everything's got to blend Everything's got a blemish. But Jesus, who being sinless, took and gave his life that we might have life and have it more abundantly. I often think about Jesus' baptism. And somebody might say, why in the world would somebody who never had sin, why would they need to be baptized? He gave you and I an example. And I'm the first one to tell you that water baptism has nothing to do with being saved today. But it's an example that we show that we have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Our souls have been washed and we've come up a new creature 
in Christ. Amen. To me, that's what makes one of the most beautiful things about a baptism is somebody making that commitment. We, 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 we say it's the doorway into the church, and it is. Amen. But Christ gave us that example. Can you imagine John the Baptist when, when he was baptizing Jesus? The first thing he had to have thought, he even said it there. I have need to be baptized of you. You're without sin. You're without blemish. I have need to be baptized of you. But Jesus let him know that it fulfilled us fulfilled the Scripture. The prophets. Amen. The Bible said that he baptized Jesus and they came up out of that water and the Spirit of the Lord descended down on him like a dove. He said, This is my beloved Son whom I am well pleased I am so glad of the example that Jesus Christ left for you and I today. See, we're not out here out in left field looking for how to live today. Lost people are looking for something. They're looking for hope. They're looking for a purpose. They're looking for peace today. But if you'll look to Jesus Christ, if you'll look to Him, you'll find peace like you've never known. I like the way it's put, peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen. And if you'll look to Him, He'll give that to you today. He is the example of all righteousness, sinless, Everything he said, he never made a blunder. Boy, I wish I had a dollar for every time I opened my mouth. It was a blunder. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus, every time he opened his mouth, it was always truth and love and encouragement. He was teaching us what we need to do and what we don't need to do today. So young people, if you're looking for an example to follow today, I highly recommend Jesus Christ. Amen. One that will never fail you. Michaela, we're going to trust and we know that the Lord's going to follow you through school and, and that and we're, and you're going to do good and we're going to just recommend and we know that you will. Just lean on Him. Just lean on Him. When troublesome times come, when decisions that have to be made, as Brother Chris prayed, just lean on Him and know that you've got a church here that loves you and cares about you today. As we try to follow the example of Jesus Christ. He amazed people by the power that He had in miracles. He caused the deaf to hear and the blind to see. He made the lame to walk. And these were all things that amazed, that amazed people. But I think there was something when he came there when Lazarus had died and Martha let him know if you had been here on time, our brother would not have died. We sent word to you that he was sick, but you didn't come immediately. Jesus was just letting them know that 
whether he sits or whether he dies, I've got power today to raise him from the dead. Raise An example to all the world that not only he had power to heal the sick, to cause the deaf to hear, to make the lame walk, but to take somebody who had been dead long enough that his family felt like he was already stinking and bring him up to life again. Examples after examples. I'm glad today that not only do I have to look back in the Word of God to see the examples of what Jesus did before Gospels and the, the miracles He performed, the love that He administered. But all I have to do, Brother God, is look in my own life and see what He's done for me. What He's done personally for me. At times, Brother Gene, when it didn't look like there was light at the end of the tunnel. At times when it didn't look like there was any hope or any help. And somehow or another in the midnight hour, when I cried out and begged him for help, somehow or another, he came through. Now I can look back at those examples and I can know, Sister Louise, that whatever problems that I'm going to face here on out, that he's going to handle those things. I'm just about done. Just about done. But I hope that you've seen today that he is the perfect example today. Paul, Peter here wanted these people to understand and wanted them to see that he left us an example to strive to follow. I fail every day in trying to follow Christ. I, I make blunders. The first thing that I have to do, I've told you this before, the first thing that I have to do, Brother Royce, when I go and pray to the Lord is I ask forgiveness of my sins and my trespasses because I don't have to look back very far uh, to figure out where I've failed and where I've sinned. The Bible says uh, to know to do good and to do it not uh, to him it's sin. So I don't have to look far uh, to see where I have sinned in my life. Uh, uh, so the first thing I do uh, is ask him to please forgive me uh, of my sins and trespasses uh, and thank him for all that he's given uh, and all that he's done. Uh, I don't want to ever fail to thank him uh, uh, for my salvation today. Uh, oh, I'm excited about the family he's given me. Uh, I'm excited about my church and I'm excited about all the blessings that God has given. But if you hadn't given me salvation, it wouldn't mount to a hill of beans today. But because I've got life and I have it more abundantly today, that's something to get excited about. Amen. Amen. Come give us a song, Brother Chris. I'm glad of his example that he left us today and everything that he does. Amen. He can save the vilest sinner uh, today. And, and, and if you're here today and you feel like maybe you've gone beyond the point, the, the Bible teaches us that the unforgivable sin, and I used to struggle with this, but it said, teaches us that uh, the only sin that's unforgivable is the blaspheming of the Holy Ghost. And that is when the Holy Ghost uh, lets us know that we're a lost sinner dying on the road to hell, amen, and that we need a Savior in our life, and we're offered that help uh, by the example of Jesus Christ, 
And we turn down that help. We turn down uh, that offer that he gives. Amen. And if we die in that condition, uh, amen, we're in an unforgivable state in our life today. I, I've heard preachers say they wish they could open up hell and let you look off in there. Amen. And I believe today there's folks that would be warning us uh, from hell and letting us know at all costs to avoid uh, this awful place. It's not a place that you want to go. It was created for the devil and his angel. It's not a place uh, that God sends anybody, but we go by our own free will and our own choice today. Uh, so I want to encourage you uh, to believe and to trust in the examples that Jesus Christ left and let's try to strive to be Christ-like uh, today. He knows we're not perfect. He knows we're going to fail. And he knows we're going to stumble. Each and every one of us has a thorn in the flesh uh, today. Paul wasn't the only one uh, that had this. But you and I have them today in our flesh. The things that the devil bothers me with may be something totally different uh, than he bothers you with. Uh, but I can assure you today, he'll try his best to get you down and out and get you discouraged. But the main thing he wants to do is drag you off into hell today. And that's a place that God does not want you to go. And the church don't want you to go. Go ahead and sing. Let us stand, number 55. <laughs>